0: Oh, the savagery of the Michigan football riots of 2014. The mainstream media, they don't want you to hear about it, but this is a shutdown full cast with myself, Spencer Hall, Jason Kirk joining us from Kennesaw, Georgia. Hello. And Ryan Nanny joining us from beautiful Brooklyn, New York City. (laughs) That's that's right. (laughs) That's the noise of contempt we have. (laughs) <laughs> at, at the MSM for ignoring this important media story about the savagery and violence occurring in Ann Arbor, Michigan as they protest the tyrannical reign of Dave
1: Brandon and Brady Hoke
0: and their reign of error.
1: You know, reports are coming in that in Ann Arbor, there are people are going on hunger strikes, but not just normal hunger strikes. These are Michigan men we're talking about. So they're going on knowledge hunger strikes, Refusing to listen to a single NPR podcast until Dave Brandon steps down. Not reading anything at medium.com at all.
2: Wait, no fresh air?
1: Not even a, a whiff of fresh air between no. between noon and midnight uh, until Dave Brandon steps down. Jesus. Not a
0: New Republic article shared. Not a Now Ferguson podcast listened to. Not one. Well, surely they're still getting their Economist subscription.
1: So we're not savages, sir. Well, the <laughs> society hasn't completely devolved, sir.
0: This isn't Guantanamo. <laughs> they're still, you still need the basics of survival. Please. Even though their recent turn towards a conscious neoliberalism neoliberalism really disturbed the Michigan man.
2: But we are, we are only buying the, the second-best brie at the market.
0: That's true,
1: along with the weekly stop at Zingerman's. But ex- except for that, we're totally going on a hunger strike. I did think it was nice of the uh, Michigan riot police to, to strictly use non-GMO-tier gas. That, that, that was a really nice touch. Because, that was appreciated.
0: I mean, and additionally, to excuse those with allergies from the protests... That's a that's a big move, a very sensitive move in community policing that I think everyone should follow. Even
2: if it wasn't an allergy to tear gas. If it was just like, hey, I have a nut allergy. They were like, you know what? I can't say that this tear gas wasn't produced in a factory that also <laughs> I, handles nuts. So. I, I, You know
0: what? I, I asked the chef, and he doesn't know. He so doesn't know. So probably just shouldn't order it.
2: It may have soy. I don't know.
0: This uniform is gluten-free. Bleed on it as you like.
1: There was a, uh, there's talk of a, a foreign coalition to, to restore order in, Ar- in, Ar- in Ann Arbor. Um, reports of Ohio State sending bombers full of gay, you know, gay slurs, dropping those. They're not very helpful, but it's the thought that counts. There's a rumor those are actually just secondhand from the University of Miami. Yeah, they're, well, they're imported. It's, uh, you know, they're, I, I, they're expired. Ev-
2: everything at the University of Miami is secondhand. That means nothing. <laughs>
1: the hey, fourth hand now.
0: Hey, it's new to you. <laughs> and remember, for University of Miami fans, gay slurs never go out of style.
1: Never. Hey. Nope, just as cool that's, as they were in 1987.
2: That's true. why the Roman Empire never died.
0: It's true.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Just never gave up
0: on that. I wouldn't know that because I'm a Michigan man and I've gone on a knowledge diet. Until, until Brady Hoke is taken. My favorite fact, by the way, from all of this, in case you might need some catching up, which you probably don't, but we'll get you there anyway. Uh, Brady Hoke kind of oversaw a procedural snafu and keeping a possibly concussed player, obviously head injured, on the field, thus springing uh, and and serving as kind of the tipping point for people getting blindly. Just, just so outraged that they were allowed to curse on the internet, maybe on fine websites like SB Nation, uh, and are now protesting. Admittedly, probably not really committing the kind of violence that we'd imagined, you know. But still, actually
1: protesting this,
0: which, but I don't know if that was actually a
1: planned protest.
2: I don't think Uh, anybody knows at this point.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, Brian Cook himself said he should be fired because uh, it, it appeared he was in charge of the protest, but he actually wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this might actually—we have to confirm this. It'll probably be confirmed by the time this is up tomorrow. I think, have- Mich-
2: I think Michigan fans went to this because they were afraid a syllabus would be handed out and they wouldn't get a copy of it. Because <laughs> you—you know—if you, you, know, you don't—if you're not there when they hand out the syllabus, you are fucked.
0: How are you going to catch up? How? Somebody You're else what? is ahead of you. And then they're going to get into law school before you do. They're going to get that job in Chicago. Don't you want that job in Chicago? Whatever we it is. We all want that job in Chicago. You,
2: you hate it, but you need that job in Chicago. I don't
0: even know what it is, and it's all I
2: crave. Get me that job in Chicago. I'm selling insurance to insurance
0: companies. That's, That's all- very
2: complicated. It's very important.
0: Can you actually quantify what you're going to do with two degrees from Michigan? No, It's a, it's a product so removed
1: from reality that nobody actually understands it. But it's it's really expensive. important to quantify. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a Doctor Manhattan kind of thing. You just you don't need to understand it, but you'll
0: appreciate it when I'm 500 feet tall, blue, and naked, on the earth. Yeah, go, go, blue. Blue. go blue, go blue, Doctor Manhattan, the go ultimate naked, Michigan man. <laughs> I have I have departed this earth. To create new worlds of crystal in the cosmos.
1: And I don't care about football very much.
2: There is no Rose Bowl here. What do you? And we certainly win it if there is.
0: What do you call this constellation? Shembeckler Hall. So, uh, really the only things of interest uh, that happened this week were that.
1: We're we, we agreeing? Like basically that's the story? Yeah oh yeah. Um, on the field, there was uh, really nothing happened other oh, than you, FSU you... falling behind early, but
2: how are we just glossing over Charlie Weiss getting fired?
0: who <laughs> we're not talking about NFL coaches here, sir. Hey they're
1: they're far, Man. They're far too smart. Brian, you're a few years behind. He was fired by Notre Dame several years <laughs> ago.:
2: I'm sorry, but I
1: realize he's still getting paid for that.
0: Not one. But two schools couldn't have made the mistake of giving that man money.
1: Surely surely you need to refresh your Wikipedia browser. Do, do you think
2: they're accidentally going to keep paying him after they're supposed to? Notre Dame I mean. <laughs> Dude,
0: people just like writing him checks.
2: Be like, yeah, the HR coordinator who was here at the time, she left and we don't really know when it runs out. And he's <laughs> I, been dead for seven years, but we're still paying him.
0: Is this like an auto-draft check that people yeah. just take? yeah. Like, I think my grandfather was paid by the railroad for, like, years afterwards. Not in, like, a pension sort of way, but, like, I think they just kept writing checks. So
1: is it like that?
2: Is Notre Dame like a railroad? (laughs)
1: Let's see. (laughs) Is anything more like a railroad than Notre Dame? (laughs) I
2: mean, they do have trouble with Purdue all the time, so that would make sense. (laughs)
0: Let's see. Derail spectacularly? Mm, yes, yes. Was
1: incredible 100 years ago.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was kind of built on a myth that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> was benefits immensely from unpaid labor. Uh, mm-hmm. Is
2: propped up by an outdated contract with a large corporate entity that doesn't deserve. Yes.
0: <laughs> Beloved by Lou Holtz. True on both oh, counts. Absolutely. You know Lou loved him at Knife Express. Just a train man through and highway. through. He is a train man. I bet Lou still travels by train,
2: even where there isn't one. He just puts it on the back of a truck, <laughs>
1: <Just> drives it,
0: <laughs>
2: engineers that way.
1: Like in, yeah, like in uh, Inception. <laughs> That's Lou Holtz. That's a Holtz. Don't surprise. ever dream about Lou Holtz.
2: Who do you think could explain the plot of Inception better, Lou Holtz or Mark May?
1: Lou Holtz. I think Mark May because he talks so quickly he could explain any movie in about four seconds. Here's the thing about
2: Inception. It doesn't have good offensive line
1: play. I'm done with it. That's a really good Mark May.
0: It's a spectacular Mark May.
1: I mean, this is stupid and it's kind of mean, but I don't know if Lou Holtz could even say Inception without everyone laughing.
0: (laughs) That's part. Why do you think I chose him? You You start with the basics and work out from there. Also, he's getting Skip apart in it somehow. Like, you'll get three sentences into it, and they will be like, Get my son, Skip, explain the rest. And then Skip Holtz will come on, and everybody will be like, Oh, God, this dude. It's
2: like the Matrix, but with not as cool guns.
0: God, oh, why do you have a job? Skip Holtz ruins everything. Not Tampa. <laughs> no, contrary. <laughs> he took them to a new low. I think the, the expression I heard on Saturday when Hoke went out, the only person who had anything comparable... Uh, somebody on Twitter said, has anybody ever seen a fan base as mad as the Michigan fan base is after this game? And the only person I saw who even had a comparable answer was Colin Sherwood of uh, Voodoo 5, our fine USF blog, who said, oh yeah, Skip Holtz when he left USF. Like the 80 people who were there were basically (laughs) like chasing him out of the stadium. (laughs) And I was like, is there anything scarier? Like, it would be scary to be chased by like 5,000 people in Tampa, but for some reason I'm way more terrified of being chased by like 12.
1: Yeah, they, they just have so much mobility at that point. That was like <laughs> two or three games after he just started like burning red shirts to try to save his job. Like screwing over the next coach have just a- to try and beat, I don't know, Western Kentucky or whoever.
2: It's like it's like taking a pickaxe to your apartment walls hoping you're just going to find money because you can't make the rent. <laughs> And that, fuck that, the security
1: deposit at this point. That's called the Tampa Retirement
0: House. <laughs> Skip Holt's retirement assets. We'll just start breaking into houses.
1: Break some stuff. This might be the Legend of Zelda. There might be a bomb in it. You could use the bomb to blow open a crater. And T- then you might find a ruby in it.
0: Took apart, or- took apart this IKEA cabinet and I found an 18th century silver dagger. <laughs> Use it to kill Azora. <laughs> Got to be a red shirt in here somewhere. That was the only answer where I looked at it and thought, "No, I bet
1: that was really terrifying. I bet that was just as angry." And There's, it was in
2: like, it was in the Buck Stadium too. Yeah, yeah,
1: like someone's like Manning the cannon in the, in the pirate <laughs> ship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yar!
1: Lower, lower. Fill it, fill
2: it with checkers, French fries. <laughs> those, those
0: would those would kill on contact. <laughs> Fired at a great enough velocity admit it it would be so, brutal
2: sir your blood is full of paprika we can't do anything
0: <laughs> it's it's a, it's a matter of hours you'll either be, <laughs> you'll either become a hungarian or you'll die oh. you're made
1: entirely of powder <laughs>
0: <laughs> my mutant power is seasoning
2: man oh. we're all, we're already so far off course i'm oh, sorry
0: yeah well yeah, other things that like just before we completely dismissed last week is totally uninteresting Arkansas is like the best little team that could. They're just so close to winning a game at this point in the SEC, and they just continue to like just barely miss it somehow against really good teams. Certain That's-
1: to ruin someone's season, and uh, going to be really good next year. Basically. God. That's-
2: God, Bielema's is going to be unbearable once that happens.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fan- and that's when it really falls. I apart. think that's what
1: we're all about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're playing that long game, though. <laughs> we want Arkansas to get really good, and then we want vertigo. We want I'm the nightmare a- to happen all over again.
2: I'm up two thousand at the roulette table. <laughs> I should bet more.
0: <laughs> Brett Bielema has a mistress. <laughs> that mistress is the governor's wife. Like that. Sh- Shaka Khan. Sure. <laughs> Way to go, Brett Bielema,
1: <laughs> my man. <laughs> I feel for both of you. <laughs> I think they let him off with that one. I mean, who's mad at that?
0: I was trying to think of like the woman in Arkansas that that like would be the most, or in the Arkansas constellation, who but would like be...
1: the that, uh, a Jennifer Walton Flowers,
0: someone from the Walton family. You know, I don't even know if she's from Arkansas, but I'm just going to throw Reba McIntyre out there hmm wow. uh hillary clinton Whoa, that that put arkansas
1: fans in a bind wouldn't it well like like brett bielema ruins the presidential election <laughs> and wins the sec <laughs> in the same year
0: when, or better yet
1: well I was,
0: it, was, it was there i have no choice but to run the ball it's, uh, that's what the card said that's what the card said this card says have sex with hillary clinton had to do it
1: who's writing your cards brett bielema <laughs>
0: My friend Steve, he's a dick.
1: <laughs> Mitt Romney is in charge of Brett Bielema all along.
0: <laughs> that um, they're still like this close to being good. Texas A&M is still the te- team that's just probably going to be able to bail itself out in like the way that probably frustrates dudes like David Pollock the most, right? Like, ah, they just threw two long passes and made one stop. That's not football. Yeah, that's that's actually football. Teams can win like that. That is within the rules. Yeah, you can you can do it, as far as I know. No flags on that play. Um, anything else of note before we just dump week five uh, into the dumpster? Nah. Uh, mm. I think Florida had a great week, just speaking as a homer. Florida had
1: Florida's second best week of the year so far, counting the one where you thought you'd have to play a game, and then you didn't. You can't top that.
0: Instant power rankings. Uh, Best weeks for Florida so far in this very young season. Lightning game and bye week, solid one and solid two. Yep. Followed by a game against Eastern Michigan, Kentucky, and then Alabama.
2: Even Florida's bye week couldn't be good because all anybody would fucking talk about was Jacoby Brissett being awesome at NC State.
0: And then reminding you that Tyler Murphy had been the quarterback who helped Boston College upset USC.
2: So nothing is good for Florida ever.
0: Nope. Did you see? Uh, oh, Will, oh, Will today had a question from Edgar Thompson, the Orlando Sentinel, where he asked if the if Tennessee was a big game. And Will Muschamp testily answered, "Well, they're all big games now. <laughs> every one of them every week, including Eastern Michigan and the Lightning game. Including that light man, we kicked the shit out of the Lightning. One to zero against awesome. Lightning on the year." But, yeah, he's he's starting to run out of uh, – I think he's actually getting tired of himself. I don't you think,
2: think... – I, th- I think he's going to challenge somebody to a fight at a press conference.
0: Might be himself. Come on. Come on, Will. He's so tough. <laughs> I don't know who's in charge of this team, but I am okay, going to – I'll beat his ass. I'm going to beat that dude. Gators deserve better than whatever idiots run this ship. <laughs> Everybody just needs to do their job, including me, the jerk. Total jerk, me. Oh, Will. Well, yeah, just talking to himself. Well, oh, like, don't say that. Talking himself down off the podium.
2: No, it's like it's like David Lynch's Roadhouse. <laughs>
0: that's, that's the best <laughs> encapsul—that's the best single encapsulation uh, summary of the Will Muschamp era I've heard.
1: Yeah, I don't need to hear anything else about Florida until next year. Yeah, we, we can.
0: We've pissed Florida football is so bad at this, we've pissed off Jason, who actually likes
1: man ball. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch's Roadhouse. I'm good until y'all hire Bobby Petrino, and then we will revisit.
0: I'm just gonna dub, just gonna dub Florida footage over some of David Lynch's horrible solo albums that he's released, where he sort of creepily sings about ice cream.
1: Over Bob- B- his music, I didn't even know this.
2: Bobby Petrino's years at Florida are gonna be Lars von Trier's Roadhouse. So.
1: <laughs> yes, I can't wait. Wait! 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 Years? Yeah, he's like, yeah <laughs> I'm
2: round. Ra- I'm rounding up months. After he, after he quits in week two of year two, spe- okay, weeks,
1: weeks. His That's spectacular
0: cool. twenty-seven day tenure at the University of Florida. <laughs> hey, hey! Don't Burn be, right!
2: Don't be hating on that quick gestation period.
0: Well, at least we didn't. At least we didn't pass over Kevin Sumlin to hire Brady Hoke.
2: Oh, Michigan!
1: <laughs> I would buy it too. That's no. it.
0: <laughs>
2: we, we officially have to move on because you're making me too sad
0: now. That one last note on that, by the way. I bet they passed him over because they were like, a Michigan man does not have swag. <laughs> Can you imagine him asking for a swag copter? Well, you see a swag copter
1: is <laughs> a... Michigan football is could get him one if he, won, if he wore one of those like, leather caps with the goggles built into him, you know? I'm and like a to... scarf. You're if talking about George, George
2: Lucas's red tails?
0: <laughs> You're talking like an old helicopter that looks like a radio tower strapped to a bubble?
1: I think like, I think if Kevin Sumlin flew a triplane to high school games, I think he could pull that off at Michigan. Like tailspin. <laughs> I will ask. Lift me up my...
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> launch, exactly. Launch if he has some quack. Sort of a Zeppelin piloted by chipmunks... <laughs> Michigan coach. You know, now we're just turning this into like a
0: Michigan comment thread because they would really dig that. You'd be like, it's a Zeppelin, you know. Maybe with Hey man, I
1: would dig that.
0: Maybe with some otters. Hmm? Well, here nineteen minutes into it, I think we can go ahead and uh and move on to uh the most important part of the evening, which is reader mail and questions submitted from Twitter.
1: Uh, our first reader question of the week, reader by reader I mean uh, listener, comes to us from Peter Burns of ESPN. <clears throat> Could I get SEC rap power rankings by team, please? What team can claim certain rappers, etc.? So, I've gone ahead and figured this out for us. Uh, number one, representing Texas A&M, is UGK. Uh, I feel that Bunby has acknowledged the existence of Kevin Sumlin, Johnny Manziel, and Kenny Hill, and seem to defer to Kevin Sumlin on the question of whether Kenny Hill has earned the nickname Kenny Trill. Therefore, I think it's okay to tie uh, the Aggies to UGK, and anytime UGK is in a rap list, UGK is probably number one. Number two, Mississippi State, represented by a fan of Mississippi State, Big Crit. Uh, he's not an Ole Miss fan. He's a Mississippi State fan. Number three, LSU, Um, one of the most uh, crowded rap markets. As far as it's hard to even pick a single rapper to represent LSU here, but I went with Juvenile. Uh, Number four, I got Bama. Number four, rep by Yellow Wolf. He's he's mentioned Ah. Nick Saban in song before. Um, There's there's more more Bama rappers than you'd think. Could we Uh, could we could we throw Rich Boy in there? Well, I'll, I'll get to the Rich Boy later. I'll get to the Rich Boy later. Okay, okay. Uh, number five, this is probably going to stun y'all a little bit, but I got Bubba Sparks representing the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he's a Georgia fan based on Twitter, and you might think, you know, uh, uh, Georgia, you go outcast or whatever, but Atlanta and Athens, really, really different markets here. Uh, I think you could go Bubba, you could go someone like Field Mob, uh, you, you could probably even go like Pastor Troy, who uh, spends a lot of his time outside of Atlanta, but... Bubba Sparks, his his second or third album, the one Timberland produced, they had a lot of, uh, the whole thing was like bluegrass. Uh, one of the most underrated rap albums of the last decade. So I'm comfortable with Bubba Sparks, number five here. Uh, number six, we're going with Nappy Roots, representing Kentucky. Number seven, this probably be the most controversial one, uh, Nelly, representing zoo. Some people would have a number one, some people would have a number oh, 14. Oh, that's that... That's got to be Murphy Lee, but whatever. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Listen, I told you it was going to be controversial. I Tried to warn you. Uh, number eight, South Carolina. This is a kind of a tough one because there are not a lot of South Carolina rappers. I know that's the most shocking thing you've ever heard. Uh, young Jeezy's from South Carolina, but uh, has actually never acknowledged that in any way. <laughs> I'm going with those dudes who made that uh, Gamecock fan rap video. I was gonna, I was a year or say, two ago. Yeah,
0: no, that thing was <laughs> yeah. that thing was like. Hard. Like, yeah, if, it was if, like
1: if you haven't heard it, look it up at EDSPS. It's uh, the best fan rap video that's ever been made by far. Yeah, it's
0: basically about like how hard life is in South Carolina and how they love the Gamecocks anyway, even
1: though it sucks.
0: Like it's 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 called "Ride for My Team."
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, I mean, as far as like rappers representing a school, it doesn't get any closer or better than this. Um, after that, we have. We're going to the state of Tennessee, but we're not going to Tennessee itself. We've got to go to Nashville because I don't think either Vandy or Tennessee can claim Memphis at all. Uh, we're going to go to Vandy for Young Buck, who is uh, Nashville's only rapper. <laughs> only rapper. <laughs> and, is, uh, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, that's, that's about all I have to say about Young Buck. The next one is uh, Arkansas. Uh, I had to look up here to find out that Roscoe Dash, is from Arkansas, no, and without done. him, uh, turn up would probably not be a thing. So cultural impact on the rap world coming from the state of Arkansas didn't see that coming. Uh, and from here on out, it's a little, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a little fly by fly by wire uh, for Tennessee. We're going with that basketball player they had a couple years ago who did some rap songs, Swiper Boy. Yeah, yes, yeah, Swiper Boy uh, for Ole Miss. This was the hardest one of all because it's old Miss. Um, we got to go with Eli Manning. He's been in a rap video. Oh, I thought uh, with, you were going to say Peyton I, Manning.
2: T- I totally thought you were going to say Wright Thompson
1: for that one. From <laughs> 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 the streets of Compton.
0: <laughs> How much, a, like, money amount? Wright Thompson cuts a rap single that he does the verses on, not the beat. Okay. I'm not gonna make him like embarrass himself with a garage band beat, okay? Uh-huh. uh
1: So we're so we're so we're giving him a Michael Made It beat and just B right Thompson over
0: it? Dude, I'll I'll give him like a we'll give him a pretty good beat. Like are we talking like a like you name the producer. We can do you, it.
2: You know who we can get for stupid cheap is Scott Storch.
1: A Scott Storch beat? He's <laughs> probably, le- that's probably the worst fit you could ever imagine, so let's try that. Sure. <laughs> I'm I like just
2: that. Saying, he's he's broke as hell.
1: Okay, yeah, that's true. Is he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he seems so frugal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean co- cocaine if you're gonna do a drug, cocaine, it's it's really an affordable one.
1: All right, so so two more here. Uh Auburn, this is another really hard one. <laughs> uh I thought about Rich Boy here because he's from Mobile and that's close. That's at least South Alabama, but I'm gonna go with Christy Malzon. Um so <laughs> We've had all dudes here, and, uh, you know, she's got personality. I, I bet she could put some rhymes together.
2: Can I call her Christy Azalea now?
1: Yeah, you might as well. Sure. All right. Because she is very fancy. She's actually from, you know, the part of the world where that flower is a big thing and not Australia. So, sure.
0: She's so fancy, <laughs> you already know. You know she's crazy from a church video. Oh,
1: oh. <laughs> and then, dead last, um, I tried to find a rapper from North Florida. And uh, the best I could do is Fred Durst. So y'all got Fred Durst and you're in last place.
0: Yep, that, that's fair. That's fair. I, I also think, by the way, that uh, you know that Yellow Wolf really gets the entire spectrum of Alabama fanhood. Uh, because he did have a video where an Auburn fan was shot dead. So in keeping with, in keeping with Alabama's theme of we'd actually like to destroy and kill things that aren't us, Yellow Wolf, we're right there.
1: Yeah. And What's also right? he has a song about uh, driving someone else's really expensive car, which has nothing to do with the state of Alabama, or, you know, Alabama football. I don't know why I even mentioned that.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? Everyone just borrows a car in Alabama. You just got different words for how long you borrow it.
1: <laughs> Get that down off the tow truck!
0: I sent that check. Dang it. It takes a village. Um, next question. I think that's on you, Ryan.
2: Okay. Uh this one comes from uh VT Ben and he asks, better final record this year, Florida or Indiana? Uh so so Florida has a slight advantage in that they've played one less game than Indiana to date. Florida's uh 2 and 1, Indiana's 2 and 2. Uh looking at Indiana's schedule, I'm going to say I conservatively see at least four more wins. I think they can beat North Texas, Iowa, Michigan, and Purdue. Uh, there's probably another possible win on there, but I am, uh, in theory, talking about Indiana making a bowl game, which is not a thing that ever happens. Uh, compare so. So let's say we're looking at six wins for Indiana. Compare that to Florida, which... Obviously, didn't get to six
1: wins last year.
2: Um, yeah, they're not going to get to six wins, so Indiana wins this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm comfortable uh, awarding Indiana here at this point. With Tennessee looking better, uh, that one was looking like a win, but now it sure doesn't. So uh, I, I think I think that, Florida, that, that five and six thing with the uh, asking the NCAA if you can go to a bowl at five and six, so that's starting to look pretty real. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think Eastern Kentucky and Vanderbilt; those are the wins. Uh, and the only other hope I have is that uh, Will Muschamp is convinced that he has no choice but to beat Georgia to salvage his dwindling image, and somehow does that. And that won't happen in any universe.
1: Well, I mean, I, if if you do that, then you go ahead and mark Vandy as a loss. Yeah.
0: God damn it! God damn it! I can't have anything. He can't. He can't do both. Great. We can, it's great. only one man. Will
2: Muschamp. He can't beat Georgia and Vandy. Move on. Next question. I hate this.
0: Next question. I agree. By the way, that's a full sweep for Indiana having a better record than Florida. Uh, this is a very important one, and one that I think is an underreported story, again in that dastardly mainstream media, which is is from Jamie at Chucky Crater on Twitter. Is SMU the worst D1 college football team you've ever seen? If not, who was it? Now, the very preliminary and shocking answer is this SMU might be the worst D1 football team of my lifetime. It just, if they keep this up, and I believe they can, because just four games into this season, oh, SMU is putting up a torrid pace uh in four games they, these are the four games they played uh they lost 45-0 to Baylor they lost 43-6 to North Texas they lost 58-6 to Texas A&M and they followed that up with a loss 56-0 to TCU that is four games 12 points and over 200 points allowed over 50 points a game overall deplorable on both sides of the field. Jason has maybe the saddest fact I have heard about a team through four games.
1: Uh they have yet to to attempt an extra point so far this year. The only the two touchdowns they scored, one came at the very end of the North Texas game, and there's no reason to attempt the extra point because they were <laughs> they would still be losing by 35 <laughs> points, even if they <laughs> converted a two-pointer. Uh, and the other was against TCU, a 31-yarder that was ruled uh, not a touchdown uh, because the player was down 30 yards shy of the goal line. And SMU football's official Twitter account tweeted it with a frowny face emoticon, and then they did not follow it up by actually scoring a touchdown or a field goal. <laughs> now let me let me go down this line and just highlight what
0: Lovecraftian horror could await. The SMU football team, which has already lost its head coach, who resigned because, uh... Because he's old! And I'm tired. <laughs> June Jones just resigned because, yeah, do you, you see this? I'm done.
1: Yeah, and it's not just you lost your head coach and everyone's reorganized. It's also there's one fewer, like, set of eyeballs on, like... On these players, you know, one fewer adult telling these players there's more to life than SMU football. Well, I think
2: I think you're overrating what he did, but you know, so
1: maybe think, he, maybe he never did that. I don't know. I don't, I don't
0: know whether it, I don't know whether doing
1: anything is really a question here at this point because well, you got they're going to East Carolina this week. <laughs> East that line Carolina opened at put, 39 points, who which, just put 70 on UNC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, Memphis—those will both be tough games. The last five, maybe they could score a touchdown or two, but not until November are they likely to score a touchdown, in my opinion.
0: If you want to know how the the random brilliance of college football scheduling, it can be really bad. But like, for instance, in November first, when Baylor has to play Kansas, headless- has to. What do you mean has to? <laughs> Nobody has to do anything, really. I just I ain't got to do anything but wait around and wait sit around and wait to die right like that's that's Kansas football this year go Jayhawks it's a, it's a Sturgill Simpson song Ain't got to do a goddamn thing but sit around and wait to die go jayhawks um but yeah, that last month of the season guess what it ends with at Connecticut
1: yeah, players yeah. from Dallas are going to Connecticut in December God. after they've lost their head coach, eleven games probably scored like thirty points. They get to go to Connecticut, to and Bob
0: a, and Bob Diaco is going to be so pissed by them. To play a team that is designed to get a football game over with as quickly as possible, with no regard for wins or loss. So it's it's a, it's a
1: mercy killing for everyone involved.
2: It's it's the dad's making dinner of football teams.
0: Just put <laughs> put it all together and get food on the table. <laughs> Fuck what it looks like. C- Connecticut is just a five second film. We're playing football <laughs> and we're not. Yukon is a vine you're saying. Yes, yes, they're a, they're the only football team that could be a vine. And we're on and now we're not. Final score 10-3. You're welcome. It's like Mike. I I
1: don't, I don't know what happened, but the game's over.
0: And that's the fine. Worst,
2: this is the worst Price is right game ever.
0: <laughs> this is a, You know, I really enjoy Yukon games cuz I can go home and play tennis and the lights are still on. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, they might really be the worst team. But this did lead to the question of, after we've fully illustrated how bad SMU really could be, headless SMU at this point, we did go through and pick some truly atrocious teams, uh, ghosts of
1: horrible football past. Um, Jason, yours? Uh, I'm going to lead us off with 2006 FIU, which went... Uh, 0 and 12 in the in the big metrics point scored. It was a last in offense, 87th in scoring defense. It was shut out three times by Miami uh, prehistoric ULM and prehistoric Florida Atlantic. And uh, the question the, the stipulation was this has to be a team that you actually saw. and we all have seen this team because this is the team that got in the big brawl with Miami. Uh, where, like, uh, radio announcers were cheering on the brawl and everything.
0: mod Ned going in on crutches. Yeah.
1: Players on crutches were joining the fray. Uh, in that game, they did lose 35 to nothing to Miami. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is the worst team I've ever seen. Mm, it's a
0: robust choice. Frankly, Ryan's got a better answer than I do, so he's going to go last. Uh, mine's still pretty good. Um, that would be the worst one I've seen in person, would be the 1994 Kentucky Wildcats which is one of the worst Kentucky teams ever put together? God damn. Whew. That's that's a, that's a that's a brisk vintage isn't it? Just got fine notes of atrocity and ethanol. Uh that was the team that I saw, the game I saw was Tim Couch running the option under a blazing Florida sun on September 10th, 1994. Yes, they lost 73 to 7 in that game. Uh back when Florida was competent at football. And uh, but the worst team that I've seen on television uh, in recent history was the winless 2005 Temple Owls, who you may remember from such hits as "The time we lost 65 zero to Wisconsin," or the time we lost 70 to seven to Bowling Green," or that month where we only scored 20 points. and they went an entire month and only scored 20 points. Oh, maybe the time we lost fifty one three to Virginia
1: a- my favorite note about that team is they finished within a touchdown only once all year
0: yes, they only they and that was against Western Michigan, which was a sixteen nineteen loss, whose box score I will not look up because I have enough sadness in my life ryan
2: um so I was originally, and I didn't tell either of you this, going to go with the 2000/slash 2001 Duke Blue Devils, a team that was so bad they went 0 and 11 in 2000 and they kept the coach. And you know what he did in 2001? Did it again. He went 0 and 11 again.
0: Remix.
2: But you know what? There is not a chance. In 2000, 2001. I was in high school, and even if I was not the most popular kid in high school, no fucking way I was watching Duke football. So I'm going to go with the 2008 Washington Huskies, Ty Willingham's 0-12 year, Um, and they actually had kind of a tough schedule. They had to play BYU and Oklahoma uh, and Notre Dame out of conference but my god, this was a terrible this was like they lost to Paul Wolf. That <laughs> happened.
0: <laughs> that was the year when Washington and Utah was advertised as the Crapple Cup.
2: Yeah, that and that was a that was a two that was a two and eleven Washington State team that other than the Washington game only beat Portland
1: State. Now, was that Jerry Grant, Jerry Glanville's Portland State at that time? Might have uh, been.
2: There, There is no record of that, sir. I cannot tell you.
0: I did find a record, by the way, from the only time when the 2005 Temple Owls were within a touchdown. I found the brave AP writer's account of somebody who actually watched this. Holy shit. There are so many sentences in this that are each the saddest thing ever written that I don't really know where to start. But I will try. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nate Meyer kicked a 33-yard field goal as time expired to give Western Michigan a 19-16 win over a winless temple on Saturday. The Broncos, 2-2, two and two, stormed the field as they celebrated their first two-game winning streak since late in
1: 2003.
0: <sighs> Several owls lay stunned, their best real chance at a victory gone, and another horrible ending added to one of the worst programs in football. It gets worse. Oh my god. The Owls had plenty of chances to win. A, boxed extra po- a botched extra point attempt cost them two points that came back to haunt them. They also let several scoring opportunities slip away in a game that lasted nearly
1: four hours. Holy shit. Was there some sort of... Was there a hurricane or something? <laughs> I don't know. There should have been. Was there a volcano?
0: Should have wiped this from the earth. Um, better still. Haas. Okay. We started. Robbie Haas. Western Michigan's starting quarterback, uh, was needed after Ryan Cupid's game to a horrible end when he was seriously hurt. So Temple didn't even get out of this game without ruining somebody else's day. All right. Uh, He was wheeled off the field. So terrible injury. Thanks, Temple. And as if that wasn't bad enough, uh, Haas took over and had a pass intercepted by Temple, setting up a good scoring opportunity, but in typical Temple setback, his phrasing. Wow, he was he, the, the, the player was penalized for spiking the ball.
1: <laughs> Which but, completely ruined all scoring chances because, oh, 15 yards away, might as well punt. Nope, nope. It, it, there's, there's two more sentences that are actually... Okay, it gets worse. It, it's No, it gets worse.
0: A sparse crowd turned out at Lincoln Financial Field with maybe 1,500 fans in the stands for kickoff. It's an NFL-sized stadium, 1,500 people. On the visitor's side of the stadium... Everything was empty. Only a few fans were in the end zones and the biggest cheers that half came at halftime for a kid's football game. Wow.
1: Philadelphians cheering something. That's, that's,
0: hey, that's progress. That's true. That, that isn't a mass murder. That isn't, you know, basically murder. Because remember, Philadelphians, all closet serial killers. Every last one of them. This right. Sounds, against this, it.
2: This sounds like a mass murder.
0: Right down to Terry Gross. Hi, this is Fresh Air, and I'm thinking about bodies in the
1: walls. Man, that AP writer went hard. That AP writer was not happy to that be there. That AP writer emptied some some emotions in that recap. <laughs> I'm hoping you they made con- me sit through this bullshit. I'm gonna ho- hear some things. I'm hoping they contact us. I like went to
2: Northwestern, and I'm gonna show you.
1: <laughs> I know what football supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> <I> went to <laughs> Northwestern in the '80s. An
0: atrocity, exactly like this.
2: I was a Denny Green fan.
0: A couple of wrap-up questions here before we move on. Uh, How many Paul Johnsons does it take to get drunk? That's a question from Nate McWhirter at NateMCW on Twitter. Um, Well, we have to define what a Paul Johnson is. I'm going to assume a Paul Johnson is pretty much just kerosene in a glass, maybe garnished with a giant four-inch bolt.
2: Why you got to put it in a glass? You got hands. (laughs) That's
0: true. Got strong hands, right? Strong Mm -hmm. enough
1: to hold kerosene? It's just a shoe full of kerosene, (laughs) a a wooden shoe. (laughs) I'm going to assume it's it's one of those like series drinks. You know, you got to do this before you drink this. Like it's Mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's seven of something and five of the other. First you get the kerosene in and then you got to drink the
0: vinegar. Then you got to punch yourself five times. You got to titrate it. (laughs) <laughs> that, that, that's pretty complex for, for mountain technology, Ryan.
2: Always be titrating.
0: <laughs> I think you just leave it outside underneath a full moon to ensure that a witch comes over and tests it for you. <laughs> um, I think the answer to how many Paul Johnsons does it t- get to take to get drunk, there's two answers. One is like a half because it would kill most men, or the other is I don't care. <laughs> Paul Johnson doesn't care. Last question. Matt King, at Matt King or on Twitter. Wants to know who would host a kitchen nightmare style show that fixes poorly run collegiate athletic programs.
1: Pretty easy one. The answer is uh, Edward Orgeron. Mm-hmm. I'll Which uh, it's, it, it's, he, he's already done it. So
0: I, I
2: would I would watch the John L. Smith version where he actually makes it worse somehow.
1: <laughs> he is the kitchen nightmare.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Be like, hey. You had a perfectly functioning seven-win team. Now I'm going to get my hot piss all over it.
1: They call him the kitchen nightmare. He's like the kitchen apparition. <laughs> yeah. The kitchen phantom. It's like Gremlins 3. I'm stuck in the walk-in with all this hot piss. You fed John
0: L. Smith after midnight? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> He's going to get involved in a Ponzi scheme. He does it every time. <laughs> uh, I think Ed Orgerod is the correct answer. He did say today, by the way, real quote. Uh, at a quarterbacks club or one of these alumni club meetings uh, that he was at uh, and they asked him, you know, what's the secret to sort of taking over a program and improving morale his answer quote, cookies!
2: (laughs) He is is quite literally a Sesame Street character
0: (laughs) Following that, he said first day I put cookies out they ate 500 of them (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh man, he's the he's the best sleepover dad ever.
0: Man, Edward runs so good as long as he's not in charge of your football program. Like if he's the temporary guy, if he's the recruiter, if he's not the dude trying to poach your recruits after
1: a hurricane, he's a great guy.
0: He's yeah, got he's... an
1: ex- expiration date and it is short.
2: I'm telling you, he's sleepover dad. You want to go to you want to be friends with his kid, so you can go to that sleepover, but you don't want him to be your dad.
0: Oh okay. you kinda do. Well, you, you kind of do, but only not, in the most unreal sense of the word. Not maybe you, you shouldn't, turn, but... Not
2: once you turn 30, you don't.
0: No, no. Or maybe that's when you really want them, because you're like, ah, fatherhood's a lie. <laughs> it's all an illusion anyway.
2: I think you're projecting.
0: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, in our in our conclusion here, let's so start looking at it this week, which um is abundant. We have many, many games to look at, starting on... Uh, Starting really on Thursday night when we get, uh, for some reason, yet another ten thirty kick. Can't imagine why the Pac-12 has problems getting traction on the East Coast among voters and uh, writers. 10-30 uh, should stay up because Arizona's going to play at Oregon. And that game will not be sane. Nope, it's in the bylaws.
2: Larry, Larry Scott is just banging on that Asian market. He's like, oh, America's going to fall anyway. China's where all the action's going to be. And these ten thirty games are going to be catnip.
1: Yeah the, the the not not a lot of people know that China actually has two shadow delegates on the playoff selection <laughs> committee. Well they own us anyway, right? Every one time. of
2: them one of them is Archie Manning.
1: I knew it. Archie Damn. Manning. Secretation. Can you spell China without Archie Manning? Ty Hold on, you put me on the spot here, Ryan. Let me, let me get out my calculator and figure out this answer. Jeez. Ty Hildenbrandt and Archie Manning, both secret
0: agents. Wait. <laughs> you know that about Ty, right? Like, like that's no, that's a running no, gag. For a
2: minute, for a minute I thought you were saying Ty Willingham was Ty Hildenbrandt, but I'm fine with that too. Uh, so.
0: Maybe. let see, see. See, like Nas. <laughs> um it's a Tupac Machiavelli kind of thing. Oh, okay. Uh let's go to. Let's see. Florida, Tennessee. Let's not talk about that. Why the, the hell would we nope. do it Nope. 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 Gonna lose. Just bypassing that. I'm done with Florida football. Wow. I'm gonna Hooray! Watch I'm seriously. You two are not gonna watch it. I'm the only one who's gonna watch it. I, really. I
2: honestly don't know why you're doing this. I have to. You don't have to. you Oh my god.
0: A man just, has. A just man move has, on. A man has rules. Stupid, inflexible rules about life. You, um, you might,
2: you might as well be Catholic. Move on.
0: Uh, let's see, Alabama at Old Miss, game, the the CBS game of the week. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think this is going to be like a major letdown.
1: Doctor Bow, think so? The lines up to uh, Bama by a touchdown. Yeah, I think, it's, it's, I think it started at four. It's just creeping on up. I'd, yeah, I'd take that to cover. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think people are drifting in the right direction because they're like, <laughs> on Monday they are real excited about Old Mist and they started thinking about that offense working against that defense and they're like, mm, Dr. bow uh, I'm gonna go, uh, I'll go Bama to cover there. But, but who
2: is who is the best defense Alabama has played to date?
1: Is it FAU? <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. If the honest answer we
1: give is West Virginia, it's it uh, it, it might be know, West Virginia, it, it is right? West Virginia. To be honest, it, it's and West Virginia.
2: So that's not much of a that's. I mean, if the, if you're going from that's the best you've played to a really nasty old Miss defense, that's kind of concerning, right? Oh sure, on defense, yeah. But <laughs> well, and then and then you just DVR past the the other part, and you're
1: good. But those points do count.
0: I don't, I don't believe that's true, sir. I don't know. I don't know about those, those six, non-DVR since points. Since get on Bo Wallace, those do count. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is a game. In my opinion. This no,
2: is... it's, it's like traffic points. You just go online.
1: You get them all taken away. I go to a class. In the check that's like a dollar short, and then you don't cash the refund, and then you're beating Bama by three in the fourth quarter. That's right. I go to that stand-up comedy DUI class, except
0: for <laughs> turnovers. And then I just get two of them back.
2: I like this because it suggests that the DUI is caused by a stand-up comedy. Yeah, that's
0: it. <laughs> Which, entirely plausible. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, Oklahoma at TCU. And boy, after an Ebola diagnosis, those tickets are probably a little <laughs> bit cheaper than they were. I'm never going outside again, Hank. Uh, Oklahoma at TCU. This is really one of Oklahoma's only real challenges in the Big 12. Agreed. Agreed.
2: Well, you know, depending on who wins Baylor, Texas, because if you talk to them Texas boys, that's, I mean, Texas is still Texas.
1: Hey, without question, Texas is still Texas.
2: You know, they East- are
1: two and two, therefore, Texas is still Texas.
2: East Germany is still East Germany, am I right? Hey, well, well uh, uh, Stasi stays Stasi.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I hope somebody puts that on a burnt orange shirt. Stasi stay Stasi, hook 'em, (laughs) hook 'em with the umlauts over the. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I I think Oklahoma rolls
1: in that one. I don't think it's it's that Uh, close. I mean, I know TCU is good. Yeah, TCU is good, and they have the home field advantage, and it's not much of one, but it's uh, it's not Oklahoma. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, You put me down for that. No
0: one's watching Stanford at Notre Dame. I don't care how many TVs you have set up. No one's watching that.
1: Yeah, it's on the same time as uh, OUTCU, uh Bama, Ole Miss, and Baylor, Texas. So no, fuck that. I'm not watching. Uh, Notre Dame score eight points against Stanford, and Stanford win by eleven to eight.
2: Be like, but Everett Golson completed thirty passes, and he only had twenty eight yards. I don't.
1: And Stanford got in the red zone. Sixteen times and scored twelve points scored by i don't know how they did that and somehow one they went they went for point one four it
2: was crazy
0: i didn't know you could go for a derivative, but they did it came out to negative one. it always does one one to nothing just based on field position. The uh so nobody's watching that game. It's just gonna be like a pot of some horrible food that you really don't want to eat. Just leave it on the stove for three hours, come back. Oh look, I've got porridge. Yay. <laughs> um moving on, looking down the schedule a little bit. Um uh, it does thin out in the evening. We're kinda sleeping on LSU Auburn a little bit. Yeah,
2: that's because we don't we don't have good feelings about LSU.
0: Mm, which means they'll probably win.
2: God damn it, they totally will. And then they'll lose two other games. <laughs>
0: no, they're like an eight and four team. It's just gonna. Because <laughs> I thought Auburn was like the great disruptor in the SEC West, and I'm totally wrong. It's gonna be LSU, right? They're gonna lose four games and still screw up someone's season horribly. I mean, that goes for like everybody in the SEC West, right? No, no, somebody's just gonna beat some ass. Yeah. Nah. I still think somebody's coming out of the SEC West with just like one loss.
1: Doctor Bow. Doctor.
0: We're all sitting here. Mississippi State, (laughs) this is how it happens. Remember, we've already discussed this. South Carolina gets back into the hunt. They win the SEC East. They face a one-loss Mississippi State team headed to a possible national title shot. Everything a Bulldog fan's ever wanted. And Steve Spurrier's going to scuttle that so hard and be like, yeah, remember that time you beat us in Starkville? Huh? How's it feel now?
1: (laughs) Should have thought twice about that one.
0: Should have thought twice. Batesy, Batesy, come watch this. Yeah, Batesy,
1: come Miss help. Mississippi State. I never really even heard of them, but they got a good little team.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> take. I'm gonna take this SEC championship team all the way down to the Capital One Bowl. We're
1: gonna. gonna know, lose? I didn't know Conference USA teams could win the SEC West, but we're gonna, gonna lose for by them. 15.
0: <laughs> they win some horrible 13 to nine game against Dan Mullen. I
2: don't care. Send me to jail.
0: <laughs> um, we also have uh, late night working down through the schedule. Maybe the last potentially interesting Big Ten game for a while, like for a long while, Nebraska at Michigan State, since we've just kind of given up on the rest of the Big Ten and these are the two teams that we've decided are kind of like quality, even though Iowa's lurking, just sitting right there, waiting to just somehow... You can say that pretty
1: much every year at all times. Iowa's lurking. Professional lurker, Kirk Ferentz. (laughs)
2: <laughs> what is what is the last thing that either of you can remember Tommy Armstrong doing, football-wise?
1: Handing off to Amir Abdullah.
2: Okay, okay. Other than that.
1: um, Probably throwing a pick. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: like, that's not great. Well. I, I mean, my actual answer was going to be throwing that, like, 99-yard bomb against Georgia in whatever shitty bowl they played in last year. Yeah, resist. he'll
1: pull out one of those every now and then. That's true. Yeah.
0: Remember, one can throw against the Michigan State this year. <laughs> Oregon did it pretty well, albeit it was Marcus Mariota. I was, I was uh, going to say... Tommy Armstrong,
1: Marcus Mariota, basically same, Basically the same player.
2: Mm, they both have letters in their names.
1: There's actually a copyright infringement case. Can't get enough oxygen. Mm-hmm. Two of those just <sighs> sucking it up. Breathing all the time. Just destroying like the does. environment, both of them
0: just as equally. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the late night game. There's one game. Cal say Cal, dude. Say Cal. No, no, we don't. Just it
1: get... gets even better. It's not just Cal. We don't
0: just get Cal.
1: <laughs> this is the ultimate, as Brian Floyd calls it, drunk Pac-12 football game. Oh my God. We're gonna be up till five a.m. Watching this at Washington State. Like, this yeah. game is gonna be like three hundred to three hundred and two.
2: They like Connor Halliday threw his hail mary. Wazoo caught it at the one, fumbled it. Cal ran it back for the game winning
0: touchdown. And
1: that's the first play.
0: Yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get a, we're gonna
1: get a four point safety in this game. This game is going to last until week nine. Do you, Do you know what the over under for this game is? Three million. 78.5. seventy eight point five. Whew, I'll take the over. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, Zona Oregon over under is 76. So the, that that Kawazu over is sounding pretty good.
2: By by way of comparison, the over under in Louisville Syracuse on Friday night 48.5. Stanford Notre
1: Dame 44.5 under please. <laughs>
0: under yeah, <that's> all. <laughs> under. Man, I'm throwing that over the transom. I don't care if you shut the door. <laughs> I'm sliding it under. You're taking that take, bet. If it's 4.5, I'll take the under. That's Put, smart. That's, that's smart money. I'm putting the mortgage on that 11-7 game.
2: Daddy, why are
1: we rich? Because <laughs> Notre Dame sucks.
0: Offense.
1: <laughs> that's the answer to everything. <laughs> Notre Dame's
0: cornered somehow. <laughs> Is there a God? Well, Georgia Tech's still undefeated. So, so no, so, so no. what you're saying. That's right, son. There's no God. He lives in the ACC. Paul Johnson, is there a God?
2: Nope, I ain't him.
0: Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Neither does he. Our relationship's pretty great. Me and that non-existent God. Get out of my office. <laughs> end. <laughs> I think you're going to do that. Yeah, that's, that's the end. Paul Johnson on God. I don't care. <laughs> Just just smite me. Good. see what happens. Still ain't changing my offense. See what happens, <laughs> bitch. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have.
2: It's a real accepting and loving community, especially with two young kids.
1: See what makes Minnesota the star of the North.